Hello. And welcome. To the Lovies Podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I'm your host, Allison. And we're here to talk about relationships. Even though we've, we've never been, been in one. one. What? No. Okay, let's get into it. Caution. The dog is in the studio today. Ryan's in the studio. If you hear snork whacking, it is because of the lovey puppy. <laughs> the lock this monster. <laughs> My gosh, it's on record now. So it's in the public eye. It is on the public eye. I haven't told Allison yet this, but I'm going to tell you Oh, now. you want a live reaction? You want to whore me out for marketing? No, but I think we're going to get some microphones soon. Oh! I've been thinking about it. Is it that time already? I feel like we've talked about this a lot. We have. It's not like that surprising. Don't do it. Hubby, you're so tiny. Like It'll really change the whole setup once we have microphones. Yeah. So, like, as in my ass is going to be hurting way more. We're gonna have to sit somewhere else where it's not. Well, we're just gonna have to carpeted and luxurious. Oh yeah, that's right. People do that now. It's crazy. Sir, no licking (laughs) in the studio. No one likes dog licking. It doesn't test well. It does not test well. But you test well in all other categories, Ryan. Good boy. You pass the personality questions. Yeah. Okay. What are we talking about today, Allison? Good question. No idea. We're talking about insecurities. insecurities. We're talking about insecurities. Which is kind of like really interesting. So I was listening to this podcast. Like when am I not listening to something and then referencing it on here? This is kind of like a video diary of the things I come into contact with and then my thoughts on those things. Well, that's just what a commentary account is. (laughs) And then this is all commentary, I'd have to say. Well, obviously. Yeah. So anyways... Um, so I was listening to this podcast and it was this woman on Lauren Elizabeth's mood podcast for context. And she is like a relationship therapist, expert, matchmaker, something of that sort. And she's just kind of, you know, bunch yeah. of gobbledygook. But anyways, one thing she said that kind of stuck out to me is like she kept dating her insecurities. And then it kind of like I was thinking about it and I was thinking, we sit here so often and we're like, these men aren't good. Like, they're so bad. And that's correct. Like, I think, <laughs> like, we do date guys that are not good, right? Yeah, absolutely. But then it's like, we're like, well, it's not us, it's them. Like, okay, so, like, if you hook up with them and then they don't call you back, like, that was a slip up, you should have hooked up. But also, like, it is them, they shouldn't have just ghosted you at the same time. There's no respect there's no mutual respect happening in that situation you know there's no respect for yourself there's no intimating that you respect yourself to this man there's no respect being given to this man because he just saw that you don't respect yourself you don't have respect for him because he didn't respect you though you lack of respect like so there's like all this problem yeah happening in that one situation but like let's say we take away that hookup scene away and then you keep dating a guy who say is like always making plans at the last minute like that seems like kind of inconsequential but over time can be really irritating and then lead to other fights because you're not going to fight about the thing that really bothers you people don't like to do that for some reason they like to fight around the problem Mm -hmm. and then be like see you didn't know what I was feeling because you didn't figure it out and then they're in these constant cycles of these bad relationships because they're not really communicating and then I was thinking are we just dating our insecurities then for all those women out there who are like, it just keeps not happening for me. I can't find the right guy. Is it because maybe our insecurity 
is within ourselves and we only highlight we date people to highlight our insecurities rather than recognizing that we can offer you know like a good home or be a good wife or a good mother or something one day and we instead of looking for men to elevate that within ourselves we look for men to highlight our insecurities because it's so much easier to be mean to yourself and to criticize yourself fascinating and i'll raise you this this topic huh do we want to highlight our insecurities because we all know it's like a shark in the water smelling blood yeah our insecurities draw in men mm-hmm. and so we're just chasing that it, like it's not so much like a self-flogging thing where it's like i'm so insecure like i'm looking for everywhere to validate my insecurities yeah. but have we exchanged value and worth like, so instead of, like, you respecting me to get what you want, mm-hmm. like, you're, like, find it's faster to get it with an insecure person. So society has changed it. We would all sell our insecurities for, like, a hot, like, piece of attention pretty yeah. much. Like, yeah. Like, just for a moment of being cared about. Yeah. And then, like, we're just thrown because away. Because I think that we have Because exchanged. I think insecurity mm-hmm. yeah. is the social currency. I do think so. I think insecurity is absolutely the social currency. I mean, look at TikTok. Look at Reels. What are they? What are they look advertising? Yeah. Their mental health, their anxiety, their promiscuity, their you know the bimbos, and then the like what's what's his name that we talk about all the time? The inside guy, Bo Burnham. Oh, Bo Burnham. You know, and it's like it's like we're highlighting and elevating and praising people who have depression and mental health issues. It's like why does everyone talk about their mental health issues as if it's like a personality trait yeah you know like my eyes are green I have mental health issues like did like being anxious about missing a flight doesn't mean you have a mental health issue it just means that you have your like adrenaline is running and your serotonin's dipping and like all yeah. these chemicals in your body are reacting well I know because you're thinking about these like chain a reactions big thing that I've seen online like who, like, people who, like, deeply struggle with mental health issues, they're like, yeah. why is everyone, like, romanticizing it? Like, every... Because it's insecurity, right? Because, because it's you, money. It's attention. Because then if you put a, on a platter to a man, see, like, look, I have all these mental health issues. I'm insecure. I don't know. I care about what people think. I don't know who I am. I don't have God. Help me. Yeah. Like, fill up all the things that are my problem. But you're never going to find a man who's going to be like, oh, wow, she's hurting. Let me help her. You're only going to be like, wow, she's hurting. I'll take advantage of her. Yeah. And then that's how we keep dating our insecurity because we don't have worth anymore because we find ourselves to be worthless but in saying like oh I'm taking a mental health day or I'm canceling plans with my friends or I you know I have anxiety then you're thinking like see I care about myself when in reality you're actually diminishing your value yeah which I isn't like a radical thing to say but now like saying it and outlining it it's kind of crazy to see how women like, because they're always like, oh, we put ourselves down. It's like, you don't have to put yourself down. You live in a society where you really could achieve anything that you want if you yeah. work hard enough for it. But it's like, there's so much glamour in giving up. No, there's so much glamour in saying that you have all these roadblocks because then people praise you. You, you know why? Because it feeds into the flesh of laziness. Yeah. That's all it is. Because it feels so good to not work every day. Like, it's like, oh, uh, like, you know, I would love to sit on my ass and eat bonbons and watch TV and not do anything. Yeah. But, and it's like, what's the fastest way to get there? Oh, I have mental health issues. I can't do it today. Like, I need to take a me day. Like, I can't see you. Like, I need to just, like, unplug and decompress. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's like, on its face, it's like, why? Like, do you like yourself that much that you want to spend that much time with yourself? But a lot because of people it's, don't. 
Well, I know, isn't that weird? Because it takes its toll. Because they don't like themselves, yet they don't hang out with people or get plugged in their community or serve in, like, church or soup kitchens or, like, whatever. Instead, they're like, okay, well, I feel bad about myself, so I'm going to spend more time with myself and, like, distract myself while I'm doing that because I actually don't want to be by myself. It's, yeah. like, it's weird. I know. It's kind of, like, it's a weird answer to something like that. But anyway, so it's, like, I think that we are dating our insecurities, you know, as a way to justify all of those feelings that we have about ourselves that we're not enough. I think it just feeds into the whole fact that we let men get away with being shitty men. (laughs) Well, yeah, obviously it does definitely feed into that, but also are men trying to, to like, No, because it's already easy for them. I know. Because where's that? feminist mm-hmm. in your patriarchal society you I know. know what i mean <laughs> it's like like a regaining sexuality is just like catering like to the male gaze and the yeah. male desire like it's not really anything exactly really and want. don't those like like okay like so let's say because we talk about this a lot but like the clothes that they sell in misguided and stuff yeah and it's like doesn't that just highlight a woman's insecurity Absolutely. like on its face like what woman walks out with literally two strings tied to a fabric, a piece of fabric that's in the shape of a rectangle or triangle or whatever. And they're like, I feel so great in this. Like, who does that? Well, I just, I want to know how it came about when everyone hated American Eagle or whatever it was. It wasn't American Eagle. What was that one? Abercrombie, Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. Because it was this fat old man. He was like, only tiny, tiny people can shop here. Yeah. And people lost their shit. And now, like, the solution is, like, crop tops. I know, going like, back cro- to like that. Like, crop tops. It's like, who? so who can wear a crop top? No and one's it's saying like, the obviously, obvious. I know, no one's saying the obvious. And then it's like trying to, like, regain being like, oh, like, I'm comfortable in my body. It's like, that's good for you, but a lot of people are not that comfortable to wear that shit. Yeah. And so, like, then you're resorted to all those, like, clothes from Kohl's or the Kmart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, it's very hard to find plus-size fashion. Yeah. And, like, have it not be tacky. I know, seriously. Like, it's pretty hard for them. No one makes a very I know, good so clothes. it's like, what are they trying to tell us? To have an eating disorder? Mm. Pretty much. Pretty much. They want you to have an eating disorder. Because they want you to be more insecure. And then it's like, these men, they come in, and like I said before, like, they just highlight that insecurity. Yeah, they do. And it's like, okay, so then, say you're like, you're like, you know what? Then fine. I'm gonna wake up today, and I'm gonna find a man that's gonna find my value. And you walk out your door, you know how many men you're gonna find? Zero. Actually, no, you'll find one, and he's going to be that nerd that you try to avoid all the time because he just wants to get it going with somebody. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the kind of crop you're going to see. And who wants that crop? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not as fun. There's not as many options. And then what are you left doing waiting for the right guy? So then what are you left doing while you're waiting? Like, either you're with yourself or with your friends or doing whatever, but you've already decided that you don't even want to hang out with your friends. Yeah. So then you're really with Netflix all the time at home. And then what do you get into? Shit porn. that you shit. Porn or drugs. These are your uh, options. Porn, drugs, alcohol. <laughs> that's, that's the stuff that's going to distract that's, you. That's honestly <laughs> And then it's like, people are like, well, why can't I find a good relationship? My guy. <laughs> like, you gotta find your good worth. You have to find like, your Like, worth. you have to find your solid basis of, like, worthiness. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because it's like, if you're going out there and you don't, like, you're not fully convinced that you're worthy of good things, like, you yeah. will not be receiving good things. Exactly. And then it's, like, also finding worth today 
they tell you that, well, your worth isn't killing the patriarchy. Like, really think like, about that. Oh, my that. gosh. Like, let that sit in well, for Well, you know, second. also, here's the thing, because I saw this online. No credit to me. No look intended. And, um, but it was like, oh, like, if you love yourself 20% and some guy likes you 30%, like, you're like, whoa, he loves me so much. But it's mm. like, that's not anywhere close to 100 <laughs> not because your basis is so low yeah it's like even if he loved you 25 percent, he'd be like he loves me so much it's like no it's still a bad guy that's why you've got to love yourself at 100 so someone can meet you there yes you know? or even like go beyond that yeah which would be I, isn't that crazy but like when you're at the 20 percent, you think you're at 100 like because well, you're like this is just it well you don't yeah. think you deserve 100 so that's why you settle for the 30%. That's true, because I guess if you think that you're at 100, then you would just, like, be at 100. Is that how it goes? Because I think, like, somebody like me, I overthink everything. It's like, I could think, like, oh, I love myself, like, so much, you know? But it's like, what if I am really at, like, 30%? Oh, uh, yeah. You know? But I think the way to figure out where you're at is by how you allow people to love you. Mm. You know? Like, if, like, you keep talking to this guy and you keep throwing out lines, you know, at them and they don't respond, and then you're just, like, like, where's your worth in that? Like, if you really loved yourself, would you have been engaging in something like that? And that's, like, a hard question to answer and it's a hard, like, pill to swallow because it's, like, what does it ultimately show? Rejection and rejection in people's minds equals I'm unlovable, I'm unlikable, I'm never going to find anyone, but I really don't think that that that's how you should see rejection and it's like so corny like rejection is redirection or like whatever like dumb shit that is it doesn't always feel like that in the moment and I think it's okay that it doesn't feel like that in the moment but it's like at the end of the day it will be that because that's the only option either you kill yourself or you learn from it I mean these are two options yeah that's pretty much it and the yeah. first one it's not gonna fix your problem and there's not you're gonna have more problems like you're gonna the satisfaction of winning that fight I know <laughs> like, don't do it yeah because it's like because that's like kind of how I see like mental health going it's like you do realize that the end of the road of your depression is death like that's literally like you're either a living corpse or you're just going to take your life because you can't deal with it anymore and I don't think people understand that yeah you like, know there's no really third option there's well there's I no. think well that's where like suicide comes in exactly because when you are that bad you're like death really is the only way out of this exactly that's why like, I, but I there is like the second way but no is. one wants to work for the second way like there's always two paths it's because answering questions and having questions like that like oh my gosh like am I unlovable like do I not love myself yeah. like do I like that's like oh like that just makes me feel worse but like you have to get through the pain to get to the good side and like the learning curve it's gnarly for everyone but it's like you don't get to have the love of your life by just waking up one day and being you I wish that happened and that we didn't have to like work at it so much but it's like but that's the reality because we're meant to like toil to the ends of the days I know we are that's like our lot in life also to button up the whole suicide watch oh (laughs) yeah I heard I saw like a like this guy did this little like study I guess his own little research project of like, cause I don't, I don't know what bridge it was or whatever, but people commit suicide off there all the time and like half the people would survive and half wouldn't. And mm-hmm. so he asked the survivors who jumped like, what were you thinking when you were falling down or like whatever? And they were like, all of them were like, oh, my problems are fixable. Like I can fix everything. And like, oh. as they're like about to die and they're like, literally I can fix it. And they like, when they survive, they like totally turn their lives around. Oh my gosh. Cause they're crazy. like, I realize like. 
there's always an answer to that there's problem. There's always an there's answer. There's always an answer. But sometimes the cost is high. And I think that's what And that's what people, people. don't want to do. It's like yeah. if you're literally willing to like sacrifice your life over the issue. I know. It's crazy. Like the cost is less than that. The cost is always less than that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that's a weird tangent that has nothing to do with this. But the point is it's like because it's. I think about that because I like I love myself and I respect myself and I think I am worthy and I am worth having a man who cares about me and who loves me and that man is worthy of my affections respect and time as well because that's another thing people don't think they're like well I'm worthy but like I'm worthy because I'm me like you're not just worthy because you're you you know like you have to show them that you're worth something as well not in a way that it's like an exchange of power or something but it's like okay like for you my sister it's like if I was just woke up every day and I expected you to do everything for me and like just like love me unconditionally and then I never did anything for you it's like that would grow old you know and it's like of course you're gonna love me but it's like that mutual understanding of like I love you too so I'll do what you want to do and I think people are like it just has to be all mine all the time all the time well because that's also insecurity yeah and then these men like we talked about it at before it's like cowardly men and hysterical women yeah and it's like because it makes me so sad because college boy he's very very sweet and i adore him love him all that shit but it does make me sad because for the longest time he was in a relationship where he felt he did not have a voice because he didn't want to upset the hysterical woman right but why is she hysterical because he's not standing up and saying what he's thinking and then it leads to this whole thing and now they're at the end of their four-year relationship and she he's like bye and she's like what and it's like it's like it's sad because he didn't feel that he was worthy like she thought that she was worthy only of his affections but he didn't feel that he was worthy of her respect mm. is essentially what that boiled down to because if he had a dissenting opinion you should hope that the person you're with respects you enough to hear you and say okay I see you that's where you are let's work this out that's a person who loves himself and is secure with themselves those are the conversations you have but those conversations tend to lead you to breakups because the other person who's receiving it or, like, dealing with it, if they're not, like, mature or, like, whatever, then they're, like, oh, my gosh, like, she actually wants to talk about it. Like, never mind. Bye. Yeah. But it's, like, that's also weeding out the insecure people. Because if you were insecure with yourself and you're going to date a person, because, like, they're both kind of insecure in their relationship, college boy and, like, the girlfriend. We'll use them as an example. I don't know too much about it, but I can piece it together. People are pretty obvious but (laughs) but it's like but it's like he like she ran she ran it and he's in a society that says you're worthless so then he didn't bring any value and then she gets more mad at him and then she's not respecting him so then when he comes up and he says something she doesn't take it seriously and now the relationship is broken yeah and that's what happens a lot of the time but instead if he, if he never said anything and he just lived with it for the rest of his life, they got married and, like, whatever moved on, yeah. then he would be always dating someone who only highlighted his insecurities. And I think that's where we're at now. And that's why you see so many marriages that are just so unfulfilling. And that's not just in this generation. I feel like it's happened for years. Yeah, absolutely. Because the currency is I don't want to be alone, so the payment is my insecurities. Yeah. You know? It's just, like... It's crazy and it's so sad because then also it's like I think about it in my own self like with college boy like he has to go out and find himself or whatever 
And then it's like, he is not unique in that. Men all the time are like, I have to find myself. I have to find myself. Like, I have to find myself. All types all of men. All types of men all across the board. They could come from good families, bad families. They can come from the ghetto. They can come from Beverly Hills. It doesn't matter. It does it, not it matter. matter. They are all the same. They don't want to have their shit together and they're not getting it together. Why? Because the hysterical woman comes in and says, you're worth nothing. We're going to like, maybe men are dating their insecurities more often than women. Do you think so? I don't know. Because now I I'm think we've just it. raised up useless men. Yeah. Like to be honest, like where they're like down with the patriarchy, it's like it's kind of late for that. I like, <laughs> kind of fucked up all these new boys. I know because none of them are taking charge. It's like, so sad. At all. Like, they're not even trying to match pitch with the woman. No, they're not. Because they're afraid of the woman. Well, because men's egos have always been fragile, and that's what I think is most shocking. It's like, this is psychology 101. Men's egos are fragile. Like, the sky is blue. Men have very fragile egos. That's why women have such an impact. Because if you're to say to a man you're ugly, they will take that shit with them, and they will never talk about it. Yeah. But if you tell a woman she's ugly, she'll take that shit with her. She'll have an eating disorder or a drug problem. She'll, like expel it in some way yeah and then she'll be over it because she had to talk about it you know what i'm saying not all women have eating disorders from saying things like that but more often than not they do expel it in some way if they can't speak it then their actions will show like they'll do bad guys but men will be like oh my gosh like they'll bottle it up and then they'll like play video games or like see their bros and they won't say much of anything and then they'll just be with a woman that kind of like shows everything that they're thinking but because everyone's just so happy that they have a woman they're like okay fine like whatever you know it's like it's really weird but i think i don't know i think men date their insecurities but maybe they don't date their insecurities because they're just so innately insecure they don't have an option well it's just interesting because it's like i don't really see that many guys dating very strong women like that no but it's like because in college boys example because you know but also what's a key thing that we are forgetting from this conversation hmm. because they're all like liberals. insecure women <laughs> no no <laughs> no we i see it with all men like all men this no, is very all men. yeah but but here's the thing <laughs> i guess with democrats Ooh. but i guess i don't know it's fine but um so men will always go for a very quiet woman. Yeah. Because let's take College Boy for example. I don't know for a fucking fact she was not that person when they started. Oh because yeah. Because no. no one is. What's mm-hmm. the age old thing? Like you're not the person I I married. Like uh, yeah. like people mm-hmm. say that shit all the fucking yeah. time. Because it's all about selling a dream. It is. Mm-hmm. And so, and so. The big key we're missing is like, yes, these men are picking up these insecure girls. The longer relationships that you see, which toxic relationships are very big these days. They're like a fact. It, it's like shocking. Is it so, Is it shocking? It's not that shocking, but it's like more, com- like you run into it a lot more than you would think. Yeah, for sure. Like it's not like a thing that you see. It's, yeah. And like, like online and be like, oh, like does it happen all the time? It's not like a Hollywood push thing. It's like a real thing that just naturally is happening. It's crazy. That's true. And, um... And so, but those long relationships last because a woman genuinely is insecure and quiet. Mm -hmm. But these ones where you get the hysterical woman and, like, a boy. Just any boy. Just a boy. Really any boy. Just a person you could even call him. Yeah. um, (laughs) To be politically correct. (laughs) And, um, because manipulation. 
Uh, yeah. not, not me not buttoning it up in a nice way after that whole intro because you know manipulation I mean but it does boil but down but that's to not what we're considering I it's know. like you get these hysterical women because at first they were quiet and the men was whatever and then as time goes on mm-hmm. it's like you become the stronger I think it's woman like, it's like the boiling frog it's like thing. a Stockholm syndrome it's like a sto- yeah because it's I think like, it's like both of them because it's like we're just going to use college boy and the other one it's just uh, we're, we've already done... planted the seed yeah, yeah. grow the flower but like the college boy and his ex-girlfriend when they first got together this is just a story tale as old as time you know like they like each other they love each that first year was like everything watch out for those relationships where the first year is everything Mm -hmm. because those that burn brighter burn faster i don't believe it 100 percent, but i'm just saying gotta just be a little bit aware because what foundation are you really creating if you're infatuated with each other for the first year yeah, and true. that's why it's a dangerous game it's different if you're laying foundation and you're having conversations like you know like one month in you know do you want to be married one day like two months in do you want kids three months in where are you living what are your jobs like you know like these sound really radical but life is really super short so you got to have those conversations early on yeah. you just do it's like playing the sims okay like life is like the sims like it goes literally like that fast so it's like if by month three you're totally in love with this person and you don't even know if they want to get married one day and you weren't even honest if you did have that conversation this is infatuation and it's gonna go downhill pretty fast it's gonna be a slippery slope because i think a lot of people they get in those relationships and they're like oh my gosh like you want to get married i want to get married i can't imagine being married to anyone but you like you're so hot you're so amazing you're so smart beautiful all this stuff like my family loves you i love you but it's like did you really get into where did you want to marry before the relationship i get you you know what i'm saying no i know what you're saying because that's what i think happened with college boy and that's girlfriend is i think they got together and they like we're head over heels but like i think that they had been like yeah i want to get married i want to do this in exchange for like i just want someone here mm. you know but they said it's like yeah i could get married like i want someone here like that's marriage here you're here like it's same thing you like, know because i think it's a really big thing we're avoiding all these conversations and everything because like we have really built like society has totally built a fear of the future just naturally yeah and um and we're in a very big culture of self-gratification like mm-hmm. and like like instant gratification yeah. mm-hmm. and like good like very emotional but like and we're losing rationality all the time yeah and you know it is interesting because okay so in this book called brave new world i've never read it but it's like so interesting and i can't I, it's like a half-baked idea but it does parlay into the whole self-gratification thing it's like if it doesn't feel good change it if you don't like being married divorce if they're not making you happy don't call them again. Like, no, if it, you want to have sex, so have sex like and just that. ghost them. And I think that's why it's like, because we're so afraid for the future, yeah. we'll take what we have now. And it's like, and we'll compromise everything then for exactly. just now. And, just and then that, because yeah. it's all emotionally based, it's yeah. like based on like emotions and physical pleasure like exactly. that's just it's, it and that's and like, like that's it because it's even, like with women it's emotions like they'll stay where they're emotionally fed yeah but with men they'll stay where they're physically gratified yeah and so like that's Ooh. where the hard part comes in and that's where you get all these toxic relationships because mm. it's like she'll do anything she can to keep him around but like he honestly is just like i'm keeping you here until i find something else. exactly and then when you have to stand up and say what you really want then it's like audio because no one is thinking with like a true rationality because it's like empathy is 
is a rational emotion. Yeah. Because it's like you are rationally thinking what it would be like to be there and put yourself in their shoes. Mm. Like, what is life like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not an emotional response to be empathetic. That's mm-hmm. why ap- apathy is really big these days. Yeah. Because, like, it's very easy to be dismissive. But you have to logically think about what it's like to be the other person. And that's not what we're doing in these relationships. Yeah. Like, we're only thinking about self. Because, it, like, self-love culture has exploded into, like, this beast that's, like, just, like, self-detrimental. Yeah, that's very toxic. Yeah, and so that's what we're seeing with all these relationships and everything. Yeah, because, like, you could also say that in exchange for just having a person there, you just kind of say whatever they want to say. Absolutely. And it's, like, literally emotional prostitution. It's, wow. That's really, like, It's a bold crazy. statement, but that, like, really genuinely... They I know, because... It. I know, and to wrap this back to the whole Brave New World thing. So, Charlie Kirk, amazing man. Love him. So, he and his crew are, like, studying the um, Brave New World book, which I should read, but I'm too scared to read it because of everything that's going on. Like, 1984 is a little too close to home. It was a little too close to home when Obama was in office and no one wanted to say it then. Yeah. And now everybody's like, whoa, 19... Like, okay. It's just a little too on the nose. But anyways... Brave New World, they take this pill called the Somis, which I think is... It, it was Fascinating. Written, it was written by, like, John Huxley, I think. Um, and they take this pill called the Somis, and it makes it feel as if you, like, have pleasure and, like, orgasms all the time. Ugh. It's gross, but, like, that's kind of, like, okay. what it... Well, yeah. And it was interesting because, like, this is, like, rewind to, like, I want to say, like, December of last year. Like, this was a long time ago. There's this other podcast called Sex with Emily. And I listen to that one off and on. Like, I don't listen to it all the time. Is that your side project? my side <laughs> And everyone always says that when I'm like, there's this podcast that starts with Emily. And they're like, haha. And I like, always forget because like, she's Emily. I'm not Emily yeah. in that. And I listen to her so I don't associate us. Oh, yeah. But if I just say there's such with Emily, it's like, haha. Because it's like, you listen to it because you're Emily. I'm like, no, yeah, I don't do that. I knew, I knew her long time ago when I first got Bravo. (laughs) I was in high school. I think she was a virgin. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, so she was, like, I just was looking through her Instagram, and I didn't listen to the episode, and I don't plan on listening to the episode, but she was talking to somebody, and this woman said, I do everything in my life to, like, the things that I do and I engage in, I only do if they make it feel like I'm having an orgasm. (sighs) And I'm like, and I heard that, and I was like, it feels blasphemous. Because I, I hadn't heard the Somis thing from Brave New World. Yeah. Like, because I just heard that, like, maybe a month ago. Like, literally just a month ago. And when I heard that from Sex with Emily, I was like, are we degenerating that much as a set? I'm like, that can't be good. Like, that's like a red flag. Like, if everything you're doing, she's like, when I sleep, I want it to feel like an orgasm. When I talk to someone, I want it to feel like an orgasm. And I'm like, that's like just... It's weird. And it's weird and it sounds perverted like how I'm saying it. Yeah. But it's like the point is it parlays back into your like instant gratification. Like men only want to have like sexual physical, physical gratification. Pleasure. Women want to have emotional pleasure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like if you allow it to take rain, that's what you become. Or you want everything to feel like an orgasm because your life is so baseless and animalistic that the only time you can feel anything is when it feels like like an orgasm it's just like when it's just about you it's just crazy so when i heard that i was like 
like, I don't know, like, this is, like, some devil shit. Yeah. And then when I, when Charlie Kurt said that in that Brave New World book, where the whole of society is so degenerated and the utopia obviously doesn't work, they yeah. distract the people by giving them the pill of somus so they can feel pleasure in everything they do. And I'm like, oh, my, oh my gosh. Like, this is creepy. Like, that book was written in the 70s. And now we're here and people are actually trying to pursue a life that feels like the Somis pill. Yeah. He doesn't, Charlie Kirk doesn't know about this. Well, of course not. But I think he would find it very interesting. <laughs> you know, because he's like studying this book. And it's like, if that's the new zeitgeist and that's the rhetoric that people are engaging in. I mean, because look at these clothes that women wear. What does it perpetuate in men? Physical attraction. That's it. They don't care about what you're saying, how you're talking, anything, you know? Yeah. And it's purely pleasure-based. So if all your women look like they can have sex at any time then what's a man always going to pursue? Baseless activities like porn, things that numb them, like drugs. And then what are women going to do? Debase themselves and wear clothes that attract men that are like that. So then you're attracting your insecurities because I don't think women like to wear clothes like that. I don't think they feel good. I don't think... And I think that the exchange of male attention for the uncomfortableness of wearing floss, I it's just like it's amazing just, to me that, it, that the like... The fantasy of it all hasn't been dispelled. Yeah. Because it's like, at some point, like, aren't you just, like, exhausted of entertaining these men that mean nothing? Yeah. Because it's like, well, I'm insecure, and it's like, this makes me feel secure having a relationship. Like, at what cost? At what cost, dude? It's just like... Like, really think about it. I just don't think the price is worth... Paying. Paying, yeah. Price is not right. Price is not right. And then you have these relationships of good people, like college boy and ex-girlfriend in the story. They are good people. Yeah. Good people that deserve love and, like, happiness and whatever. Like, neither one was wrong in the relationship. And this and this is not just akin to them. This is to everybody. Yeah. You know, like, there are so many good people out there who just say whatever the other one wants to, to hear to exchange something that the other person doesn't even know they're the currency of, you know? It's like, well, I just want a girlfriend, so yeah, I'll say I want to marry you, but I yeah. just really want a girlfriend because if I say that I just want a girlfriend, you're not going to like that as much as if I say I want to marry you. Yeah. And then it's like, if she's like, well, I really don't want you to have an opinion, but if I tell you I don't want you to have an opinion, then you're not going to like me as much as if I just, just quietly manipulate you and slowly Just like let you have your Potter. opinion and then always dismiss it. Exactly. And then because it's like, well, I need a girlfriend, so I guess that's what I'm going to have to give up. And it's like, well, I want to like you know, have someone always agree with me, so this is the tact I'm going to take. Yeah. It's just, it's so sad. It's too much. And it's like, don't date in your insecurities. Don't Stand your insecurities. up, speak out, and if you have no one to choose from, then maybe it's time you get involved in some other place where people that you want to attract will show up at. Yeah. Because that's the thing people don't think about. And take the time to love yourself. Because once you really stand up and become who you want to be and who you want to attract, your whole landscape changes. The people you hang out with changes. The places that you go changes. Like the bars, the bookstores, the markets. Everything changes. And then you have all these opportunities and it starts to feel just right because people will invite you because that's something we're learning right now yeah like we just stood up and did whatever be ourselves and now people are inviting us to participate in things and that's changing the whole landscape yeah of our social group of this moment i guess i mean it's nothing like crazy but it's like no but it's good it's like a very new opportunity yeah and it's really exciting and it feels right and it doesn't feel like we're forcing it yeah And I think that's what people are scared of. It's like, well, this is all I've ever known. And it's like, well, all you've ever known hasn't really been serving you. Yeah. So there's really no risk in trying something new, which I don't think people realize. It's like, it's not going to change. You'll still have your job. You'll still have your family. 
can still keep your friends, you know? I mean, unless you have just some, like, huge thing, and which is fine. But it's, like, for the most part, you can kind of keep everything copacetic. Yeah. Yeah. And there it is. The sun is closing in. I know. (laughs) And the sun is closing in. Well, we love you, lovey-doveys. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, we love you. Love yous. Talk to you next week, babes. Yes. See you later. Bye.